Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, my friends. Simon Miller here from a very strange location, and I'm going to be that guy. Given the ups and downs for SmackDown is already live, if you want to know what's going on, you have to go and click that video. Now, am I doing this so you click both videos? Yes, I am. Does that make me a terrible person? Yes. Is there anything you do about it? No. I suppose you could ring my parents and say you agree with them. You're more than welcome. Oh, well, thank you very much for joining me as always. And the long version, short version is basically no matter where I am in the world, nothing can stop the ups and downs train, especially because we did just have an episode of Rampage and we're zooming towards All Out. So it's time to give the good bits an up and the bad bits a down. Mario Castagnoli was the first guy out on Rampage this week, and I really like that because now that he is the Ring of Honor World Champion, he's being put in these positions. Now, I'm sure he did do it probably once when he was in WWE, when he was feuding with Roman Reigns, but the fact I can't remember, I just really like Claudio. I think he rocks. He shouted out Ricky Steamboat, who of course was still there after Dynamite, and went on to say, man, I really should be doing an open challenge because I promised that. When of all the people, out came Dustin Rhodes. This was quite short and sweet too, because Dustin was basically like, oh, if you want to have a fight, I want to have a fight with you. Because we had all that fights in the other place, and I think it would be great to have another fight. Now, nobody thought Claudia was going to go, no, I don't want to do it, because that would go completely against the grain and completely against the character. So he said, yeah, we're going to do this, and I think it's happening next week. And I did not have Claudio Castagnoli or Cesaro taking on Dustin Rhodes in my 2022 AEW card. So I quite like this, and I bet they have a really good match. I mean, they're both terrific. This was all right. We also found out during an interview that it is going to be Ruby Soho and Ortiz taking on Ty Mello and Sammy Guevara next week, I think for the AAA Mixed Tag Team titles. Now, I do appreciate that we are building these a little bit more than we did last time, but it's still quite an eyebrow-raising scenario because from nowhere, we are featuring them more. Although I have no problem with that. This sounds like a really interesting match. I mean, Ortiz and Ruby Soho? 
Once again, I never saw it coming. It was then also time for an AEW tag team title match, because as they told us on Dynamite, swerve in our glory, we're going to take on Private Party. And while this has completely destroyed the ranking system, I'm not going to worry about that. I am going to worry about the fact that Swerve and Keith Lee are a really good team and that Private Party are finally being focused on again. I like those guys. One day they will smash it for real. This was also really well thought out because of course Keith Lee's first opponent in All Elite Wrestling was Isaiah Cassidy when he grabbed Cassidy and he threw him so high, sometimes I go look out the window to see if I can still see him, which makes no sense because he was already on my television screen. But we teased that here, but Isaiah had learned and he didn't let it happen. That was quite smart. He's also able to get the other hand after he hit a dive on Swerve Strickland, because of course he did that. It's 2022 wrestling, and if you don't do one dive on a show, somebody just falls down somewhere because they can't handle it. But the real joy is when Lee got the hot tag, and he finally got his hands on Private Party, and he was just tossing them around. Now look, I don't want to get into that conversation, but I'm going to do it anyway. Why anybody would let Keith Lee go, I don't know. Because all you have to do is go look how strong he is, And I was actually laughing. I don't understand, even the world of wrestling, how anybody can be that powerful. I mean, this pounce he gave to Mark Quinn was actually hilarious. He went flying into the ropes, and I was like, man, he's probably going to get decapitated. When basically Swerve tagged in, he hit something that I think was called the JML driver, and they got the win. Now, I have gone through that a little bit too fast, but this didn't go as long as I thought it was going to, because it was Rampage, which is only a 60-minute show, and it felt like we were just trying to put over the fact that Swerve and Our Glory are on a roll right now, although I don't really go know where we're going next, because they're not taking on FTR at the pay-per-view, because FTR are going to be involved with Wardlow in a trios match. I'll just give shrug emoji, but was this a really fun match? You bet your ass. I really like what we're doing with Powerhouse Hobbs too, because we were in the back with the factory who were playing dominoes where he just marched in and they were all so scared of him, it just makes him come across like a big deal. The reason he was super mad is because the factory promised to take out Ricky Stark and they had gone diddly squat when QTR Shia was basically like, look, I promise I'll do it. Please don't rip my head off. And of course, they're not going to do this and we'll get to All Out. And we will get Ricky Starks versus Hobbs, but I want to see that. I mean, the feud has been so simple, but it makes all the sense in the world. And I may have said this once, but I'm going to say it twice. By the end of next year, Powerhouse Hobbs will be the AEW World Champion, and I won't be mad at it at all. We then got to the match that had been set up last week, when the FTW Champion Hook took on Zach Clayton. Now look, I thought Zach Clayton did a decent job last week, and I also think that he did a decent job on this show, but I just can't get over the fact that there's a bunch of other AEW dudes I'd like to see in this spot. And that does make me an asshole, because if the opportunity gets handed to Zach, he's not going to go, no, I want to give it to somebody else. I mean, that would make him a loon, but just as a fan, I don't know, it didn't really work. This was especially true because he got beaten in about 20 seconds. And while that kind of made Hook look like a wonderful badass with his lovely hair, at the same time, it was Zach Clayton. And again, there's nothing wrong with Zach Clayton, but does anybody see him as a threat? The answer is no, not even Zach Clayton. So I'm gonna give that part a down. However, I'm then gonna turn this on a dime because we cut to backstage and 2.0 were there. And they are all like, man, wouldn't it be interesting if the FTW title was held by a sports entertainer? 
And it was Angelo Parker who wrote his name in the sand and says, I want it, I want the shot. And I love those two so much, I really do. They are some of my favorite wrestlers in the planet because they just want to entertain. I want to see Angelo Parker versus Hook. And then I want to see Matt Menard versus Hook. So straight away, I was like, oh, this is what I literally asked for 30 seconds ago. So we got to give it up. Billy Gunn then continued his career resurgence when he was doing an interview with Lexi Nair. And while he is very upset what his son did to him, he's going to bring the acclaimed to Dynamite on Wednesday. And they're going to spank some asses or something like that. If you had told me Billy Gunn was going to be doing this back in 1998, I wouldn't have believed you. But I shall tell you straight, this is the best version of Billy Gunn ever. Don't at me. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. We also then got a quick video reminding you that Andrade and Roosh had turned on Dragon Lee at the end of Dynamite. And as it turned out, the reason they had to rush that, <laughs> I'm going to get fired, was because basically they had run out of time and the match had gone a little bit long. Now, I am glad that we did this because that's a serious big deal. And it makes me wonder what we are going to do with Dragon Lee next. And we basically turned Roosh and Andrade into mega heels. But we gotta wait and see. The coolest thing then happened and made me look an absolute goober, because AEW were like, oh wow, we didn't think the hook match was gonna be that short, so we have a standby match, and it's Buddy Matthews versus Sir Pentago. I just love little things like that because it makes the whole thing feel real. It was also awesome to see Buddy properly back in the ring. And also, as we've chatted about before, when you do look at Serpentico, you have to question if it is Serpentico. Because so many times in the past, it hasn't been flubbing Serpentico. We do have to be honest, however, and this was just another squash, which kind of makes your brain go nuts. Because like, wait a minute, we had this match because the other match didn't go very long. <laughs> this one didn't go very long. And fair play to Serpentico as well, because I swear he is always picked for this kind of role. And that guy is pretty good. He should probably win a couple of matches, but I cannot lie. Buddy Matthews, I think, is an underused talent. So him getting a win here probably allows him to have a platform to build off. 
So I am intrigued, also the House of Black. I mean, who's gonna argue with that? This got even better straight away though, because Miro worked out after this, and as you know, I love Miro. I think he's the greatest man on the planet. And he got in the face of Buddy Matthews, but he also stared at Julia Hart, who was at ringside. Now they got into a brawl pretty quickly, because of course Miro has been feuding with the House of Black. But if you've been watching what's been going on on social media, it does kind of feel like CJ Perry, also known as Lana in WWE, may be bound for AEW, and we may be about to do a mixed tag team match. Now, I've thought about this, and I've thought about it, and I actually quite like that, because do not forget, when Lana and Rusev were together, they were a great double act. They never should have been broken up. So if we can try and repeat that in AEW, I don't see who it hurts. Also, I ain't gonna lie, you can do anything with Miro, and I'm gonna support it, but still, just the one up ties into what we already said. Lexi Nair was then interviewing Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter and Rebel and this was just to continue on the story we have been doing recently. Britt Baker is very excited about Thunderstorm breaking up which she presumes is going to happen at All Out because of course they're fighting each other. Maybe it will, maybe it will not. This kind of just felt like a little advert, a little reminder that it is going to go down at the pay-per-view. Of course, as long as you watch the pay-per-view, you will know for sure. There was also more coolness after this because Penelope Ford was back on television. I mean, she's been out for ages, I think, with an injury. So hopefully this means she is back to form. And she was taking on Athena. I don't think I've ever seen that match before. Once again, though, this was kind of more of a showcase for Athena because even though Ford got a few shots in there, it didn't go very long. And when we came back from a commercial break, she just hit the eclipse and she got the one, two, three. I did this for a while. I just shook my arms. Like, did I miss something? I guess not. Of course, it was just to set up Layla Gray and Kira Hogan running into the ring and beating her up when Jade Cargill joined them and she had a sledgehammer. And I'm sorry, if this was not done to set the internet alight, then somebody hasn't had the proper conversation. She did indeed use this weapon to smash Athena's wings as well. And even though Athena started to throw barbs, eventually she got whacked with the sledgehammer. And of course, if this was real, she'd probably be dead. It did mean the baddie stood tall, and I do admit it was kind of sad to see Penelope Ford lose so quickly. But what was very exciting, unless I misheard, was that for the first time ever, the commentary team talked about the fact that the man in the box, that's right, we're doing box watch, was Kip Sabian. I honestly hope he comes back to television soon properly, because anyone that is this dedicated to a gimmick deserves something at the end of it. I mean, they seem to be doing a lot of mixed tag stuff, so why don't you put them back together? So yeah, this did feel like, well, it was just an occasion where we're like, we've got to give Athena a win because she's going to the pay-per-view. She's going to take on Shade Gargill for the title. I wouldn't say it was anything you need to go out of your way to see, but it was all right. We're a positive show. We then just had the weirdest main event ever. We have talked about this, but it was to see who was going to progress in the trios tournament as it was the best friends versus the trust busters. But look, I appreciate the fact that AEW is always trying to push new talent. It's better to do that than forget about them. I do accept the criticism as well that it's absolutely bizarre that when we get to the pay-per-view, we are doing Satnam Singh, Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal taking on FTR and Wardlow, which could also be part of this tournament. But look, if you want to do something with Parker Budo and Slim J, then why the flub not? And I'm going to spoil the match for you here. Not really spoiling, because why did you click this video to begin with? Did they win? No. The heels were in charge for loads of this, which made me go, well, they probably are going to lose. And a lot of the focus was on Devari. Now, this is one talent in so-and-so, and he really made sure to get that across here. But I can't help but feel maybe it would be better to take him out of the Trust Busters and let him swim by himself. That is not swimming. It was always Cassidy that got the early hot tag in order to turn this around. But of course, we are trying to push the fact that Parker Bordeaux is an absolute animal. 
So when he tagged in, not only did he take out the piece of fruit, but he took out Chuck and he took out Trent and he was all like, oh man, I'm so damn strong. I suppose he is. Eventually he did miss one of these moves so the best friends came together like the Power Rangers to hit a triple drop kick and they did this again when they fell to the outside and once again this is just smart wrestling tactics. You're like well that Parker Bordeaux he's causing us a lot of trouble maybe we should just beat him up and they did. What I really did like though is that we made sure to involve Sonny Kiss in this because of course they got inducted into the Trust Busters last week so just when Orange Cassidy was going to do something off the top rope Kiss was there it meant that Slim J hit something off the top instead and this got a one-two kick out. This then totally won me over because Dan House was out and he started cursing people. And honestly, I would never get bored of this, especially because the curse didn't really work and he got beaten up. All of this fracas did mean that Cassidy was able to hit the orange punch onto Davari, so he was out of there. And then I don't know what this move was, but once again, the best friends reunited or united or did this triple T move onto Slim J. And it was flubbing fantastic. And if that hadn't have been the finish, I don't know what I would have said. I mean, Barrera and Chuck basically held Slim J and then Orange came down with this crazy top rope move. But they did get the one, two, three. They will be going on to the next round. And this was absolutely the right decision. But I still do not understand what we're going to do with the Trust Busters now because they became a foursome. Then they lost. Still, this was a very serviceable main event, and again, it shone a light on this trios tournament, which we should be doing. It's for titles, for goodness sake. Get it up. Which also brought us to the end of the show, and while I'm repeating myself here, no, I wouldn't say that it was must-see television, but it's 60 minutes, man. You really can't go wrong with 60 minutes. I mean, you'd have to have someone come out to the ring and sit on a chair for an hour going, hello, my name is Wrestler, man. And even then, I'd quite like it, because that sounds absolutely bizarre. Up. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.